You have your own life to live, your own journey. You're going through all these things and you're going through a tough time. Does that build pressure in you? Like, where's the breaking point where you're trying to battle for yourself, but you don't want to fail because your family and you're this the bright light in the family. Now a coach changed. Now I'm pissed off. Where is that? Like, is doesn't that build pressure? How do you get over that hump? Yeah, that definitely builds pressure. Uh, I mean, I went an entire year where I took off basketball after that, after my senior year. Mm. Just, you know, going through a phase, just in no man's land, I would call it. Um, then once again, like I said, like my best friend ended up getting me after or calling me after like three months or something like that. And just like, hey, man, like you got to do this. You love this. Like you love the hoop. You just got to. You can't let one situation turn you off to the entire game. And that's when I started to have that hope again and started mm. striving again. Having that hope again. So I guess it, it's because of that, that that bad situation that you like you just said, all right, I need a break. I need to off of basketball because this is not what I envisioned it to be. Was that because yeah. of, of that time? Yeah, it was more just feeling kind of like, Betrayed at the time, I felt betrayed. I felt like, man, nobody, I felt like even my teammates didn't stand up for me at the time. I was like, like I said, it was very immature. I, I needed somebody to probably sit down and talk to. Yeah. To clear my mind. And so, it took a friend. It took your your relationships to kind of click you. Was it only one time that it took? Did it take one real serious no, moment? Or It took one time from him, but like. I ain't really told nobody this, but I like during that time at Texas, um, I had also lost my grandmother my senior mm. year whenever this happened. So, I mean, I ended up doing going through therapy, going through all of this, not playing, losing my grandma. Um, but in therapy, um, I felt like it was very scripted. Like they tried really? to get, they tried to give me like pills or like medication and I wasn't taking it so I'm like nothing's wrong with me I'm just feeling betrayed <laughs> like what do right. you mean <laughs> like I'm yeah. not taking this my mind is fine and I just didn't want to get addicted to drugs um bro that <laughs> that admirable isn't the word because a lot of people listening to the mind Bleed podcast at Norris and to Marcus Holland there's a lot of people out there that can't do that and can't I use can't because you just went through all this and you shared that um, your grandmother unfortunately passed and you you feel betrayed. Now you feel like the one thing like you live with your grandma. She brought you up like you don't have your back and your foundation. You're lost. A lot of people look to those certain things to kind of fill them up for you to still remember and have your grandmother's voice and, and your foundation in you to kind of still even when you're lost, you know, like. There's a point that I won't sit and sink into. There's a point that I will say I can't go. For you to have that, that is, I think it's a, a non-negotiable that a lot of people don't have. And, and it's special to have even a friend see that in you and kind of build you up. And it took him one time to get you back on on track. I think that is a, a thank you for sharing that one. And I think that is something that a lot of people need to hear Uh if they're listening to this podcast, you might yeah. not even know that you just did that, but <laughs> they might be lost. They might be in a situation where they feel betrayed. They lost people. They're in grief and they don't know. 
and they just need one friend. If you're listening, if you just need one friend and you just need to reach out to one friend that you haven't talked to, that you haven't locked in with, that is doing like he looking and he moving kind of different than how he yeah. was. He ain't smiling, <laughs> having jokes like DeMarcus. He's just kind of quiet. Like, what's up? What's good with you? Like you need one talk to kind of change your 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 scope and the direction you are in your life. So I think that is fire. Uh, Leading I out also- to that. I'm Go sorry ahead. to sorry to cut you off. I just want to no. add to this because uh, I don't want people to get it twisted. Though it wasn't just one talk; it's also like his lifestyle. So like it's like he was, you know, in training camp in the NBA. Like he was in the places that I wanted to be. He played in preseason games in the NBA. Like he was a pro. He fulfilled that dream that we had together. So you yeah. got to imagine I'm coming around him and I'm not doing that, but I'm still supporting him. Like it's something else. It's um for him to, the hope that I'm talking about was for him to tell me like, bro, I'm around these dudes every day. You better than a lot of these dudes. And I'm like, for real, man, you lying, bro. He like, man, I'm telling you, bro, you better than a lot of these dudes. You wouldn't believe it. And that's when it clicked. It was like, I, I trust him. Like he know me like more than most people yeah. and he's in that realm. So yeah. I think having friends who are in those uh, arenas that you want to be in and just getting insight on what you have to do to be in that position, like they can probably give you some game that give you that faith, that, that shift in faith. Yeah. That's fire. That's true. Yeah. That's true because I think you played on a lot of things just there, friendship and having somebody, the right friends doing the right things that you want to do, your circle. You know, I always say your net worth is going to be the span of your five friends. So if they're not doing, you're not going to make money, your net worth and your net worth and mentally, like you're not going to be thinking or emotionally, you're not going to be on the right track. But to have a friend be somewhere and do something that you want to do that kind of charged you, but also it plays to representation, you know, we're leaders. You know, people look to you. They say, oh, he's doing what I want to do. He went to name and force. I go there right now. Like he went. He's from East Texas. If he can do it, I'm the same. Like they see themselves in you and your journey and, and to to see and to live your life knowing that I'm not the only person I'm living this life for. It's other people behind me and, and in front of me. That's I think that's fire leading up. For you to be charged back, you say, all right, I'm going to do it. Take me to the time where you made a decision. Okay, I'm going to play basketball again. That led up to your tryout with South Bay. How long was it and how did you get prepared? Dog. Oh, man. That's funny, man. Um, so he was back for the summer and he had to train. So we was doing two a days. We would hit the track in the morning. It was dang near three a days, like. We hit the track in the morning, go to the gym, do a court workout, then we would lift. And then maybe play pickup on two times out of the week. So we were with a trainer over in uh, Highland Park, Northwest Bible, up there with Brian Lonergan. He's a trainer up there. So when Prince had to leave, I stayed. You know what I'm saying? I did that for, man, I would say at least four months with nothing at all. So what yes. happened, just to, just to kind of like speed the story up, because I was doing that, like broke. I was broke. I was standing at home, staring at the ceiling, lonely nights, crying, like trying to meditate, praying all day long, trying to keep my faith. 
what happened was I went to a pickup session one time and I mean, at the church and I mean, I'm just killing it. Like I'm super athletic. Like these dudes ain't doing three a days. Like they not hitting yeah. the track. Like I'm in the yeah. greatest shape of my life. Yeah. And what happens is Brandon Fields, he's a, he's a veteran player, pro basketball player. He been, he was with the Texas legends. He pulled me to the side and was like, bro, why are you not playing professionally? <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, nobody won't give me no chance, bro. Don't know agent want me. Like, they don't want me. He was like, man, you need to be playing, bro. You killing. I'm going a, I'm to a link you with my agent. And boy, that's, that's when the tryout started for me. And I killed every tryout I did, man. Like, they loved me because I, I just, I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that. Oh, my. That's fire. I think. You, again, you played on a lot there, that four-month span where, you know, you, you're you're in a time where it's really tough and you're really emotional mentally, rightfully so. Like, you've been through a lot and you're trying to get back to what you love. I think the part about that, that you probably, I don't know if you thought about this, but me just thinking about it, that exploration, the idea that I can explore my game because you came from college. Yeah, you're frustrated, but you were a role anyways. You were a defensive player. And now after college, you're, you're able to explore the different things about your game that you didn't even know in the four months. And you're like, Oh, I'm killing. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not just killing off my defense. He didn't stop me yeah. to say, Oh, he's killing just off his defense. No, I'm killing off. I'm able to like dive in deeper to my craft and explore yeah. my bag. Right. I guess those nights by yourself and staying lonely in the gym and doing that can, can do that for you. If you were a coach, this is just me thinking, how do you, teach a player to explore especially if you're in a role like how how do you encourage a player to do that uh i mean it that was like my off season i guess you could say so yeah. if you're in the off season i think it's easy to get someone to explore just ask them where they feel like their game has gaps in it and you know the only way you can grow in those gaps is to struggle through it and improve it every day so yeah but I was obsessed, though, man. Like, I would just watch YouTube all day and just watch footwork, <laughs> try to watch. Like, I looked up to Andre Emmett, RIP, and, like, mm -hmm. I was playing against him during all of this span, like, one-on-one -on -one and all of this. So, like, he really showed me, like, it's levels to this skill work. Like, it's really levels, and I'm right. at the bottom. <laughs> so I just kind of <laughs> fell in love with trying to, like, be a skilled player because I was always known as just, you know, athletically gifted and having grit and toughness. Like, I really wanted to have more skill. Right. I thought Man, that's what that's, it took to be a pro. That's a hum it's a humbling experience. A lot of people listening, they're not at the top of the skill level that they'd right, like to reach in their respective fields. But a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that and say, I'm not good. I need to grind. I need to look at an Andre M and see what he does. It's uncomfortable to know yeah. that I'm actually not good at this thing that I love. What the heck? Like it's, right. that is uncomfortable. <laughs> and a lot of people can't make the steps every single day in four months, three a days to kind of grind and to get to a spot that, that you want to be. I think that's Adam Rod. I know that you went on tryout player, South Bay. Then you got traded to, uh, I, I don't know how to spell it, Caliente yeah. Clippers. <laughs> and then yeah. you play, and then you move on um, to play your first year professionally overseas in Finland. What were the differences? What were the first 
differences that you noticed in playing styles and lifestyle? And uh, lifestyles, I mean, it's not a lot of people that look like me and you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but going to college, you know, you kind of feel the same. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, feeling is super cold, man. It's freezing every day. The <sighs> living conditions, like the apartment was... You know, less, <laughs> it, it was it was a nice size, but it's just how old some of those buildings are in Europe. It's like they don't have some of the things we have. I can't even explain. It's just it's a culture shock. I would mm. say it, the food is definitely a culture shock. Like grocery stores, people not really speaking English in Finland. Yes, yeah, it it was a big change, but I'm focused on moving forward in my career. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing people say you got to start from the bottom, like overseas. That's how it is. And you climb up, you're going to do well. You're going to climb up. It's going to get better and better. So I kind of fell in love with that process of just being like, damn, this is where I'm at, but I'm going to remember this. Mm. It's it, uh, You talked about hope earlier. It's like you're, you remain hopeful and you're still hungry. It's almost like they put you in that position. You don't know the language. It's cold as hell. It probably gets dark at like 2 p.m. It it grows. It grows like a new hunger each and every day for this sport. Like you're getting hungry and hungrier. How are you able to stay focused? Because a lot of people can just break down, bro. You got through a lot. You just came through a lot. Then you're like, I finally can do this. Yes, I'm South Bay. Hell yeah. Agua Caliente Clippers. I still can't say that. Hell yeah. Like I I just came from not playing to this. Now, (laughs) Now I'm overseas. Yeah. Uh, how did yeah? How did uh? What was the question? Basically, I, I'm just asking for myself because there's so many times in your journey that you could have quit and been like, "Bro, I'm gonna just pick something else." It shouldn't be this hard. There's a lot of people who's like, "Maybe I just don't got it." How were you able to still <laughs> persevere with the same passion and increase your passion rather? Each and every step in the grit and the grind of the the different leagues that you've played in, Doug. During the same time period, my closest friend is playing in BVL Germany. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. So it's like he's showing me his apartment. He's showing me the gym. He's showing me what's next if I do my thing where I'm at. Like he's showing me what's possible. Yeah. Dog, I'm I'm walking to practice every day. We didn't have a, a team car. Like and I'm there's two other there's three other American, two of them were were black. And we, we walk to practice to and from every day, two a days. Mind you, we need three three jackets. Like it's freezing every day. It's snow and ice on the ground every single day. So like the gym is cold every single day, you know? So all of us have this, these dreams and passions. So it's kind of like we in this together. Like we help each other get through this. That, bro, man, <laughs> there's a lot of people that haven't faced levels of adversity that you face in your short life. And I know that if anybody's listening to your story, they can see somebody that's still positive and still full of life and selfless and he he could he has every excuse in his life to be angry, pissed off. He he has every excuse to be mad at the world. He has every excuse to just say, "All right, this is not for me." For him to still like walk in the cold every single day with the mindset that high mentality centered 
towards hope, towards something that he wanted, that he envisioned, and to move on, to actually be with his best friend in a team in Hamburg, in Germany, that switch in that next opportunity got him there because of the hunger and the hope that he had, I guess, moving from Finland to Germany. So you get to this team where your best friend was and you move from the cold Finland to again the cold Germany. And then COVID happens. Take me to that time where you got to that league and you, yes. okay, I finally have made it. COVID strikes. What were the emotions in that moment? Man. Uh, it was definitely unfortunate, but you know, I can't <laughs> skip over how I felt when, whenever I first got that opportunity to get on that plane and go to Germany and be in the BBL, like dog, you gotta understand. I feel like, you know, those are the times where those fruit, you get some of that fruit that you've been working for. And it's like, dang, it actually happened. I stayed down in the middle of the season. I went from Finland, skipped all these in-between leagues, and went to the top. Hey, Genix, you going off? 